0: All right. thanks, Trevor and Katie. Well it's fun to see all the vacation Bible school decor up and running, right? We're praying for like a hundred kids, hopefully, will be impacted by the ministry that kicks off tomorrow morning. Uh, if you didn't walk through the gym of the church, it's definitely worth it. Somehow, they transform that into the ocean. It's pretty cool. Um so for all of you, I know there was a lot of people involved in that, many, many hours of preparation. Thank you for that work. And obviously, you know, not thank you like it's done, but thank you because we know like the real work starts tomorrow morning and uh, we're praying for some great spiritual result in the lives of all the kids that'll experience all this. So we don't normally have koalas on the wall at church, but uh, today we do because of that. So, and by the way, I think if you, if you have a child or grandchild that isn't registered or you can, you can still do that, you can register at our website, or you could probably show up around 8:45 or so tomorrow morning and check them in. We would love to have as many uh, kids as possible impacted by that. So when it comes to our series here on the book of Proverbs, we're of course looking at wisdom. We want to keep wisdom um, in, we want to have wisdom open before us all summer long. That's our hope, that's our aim. I believe wisdom is actually a spectrum. Hold on just a second, we had this in first service too. Do you think that's me, Caleb, that's doing that? Let me try putting this on the outside, see if that... We'll see if it keeps doing it. We can always switch if needed. Um, I think that wisdom, if you want to think of it on a spectrum, includes both the moral wisdom that we typically think about in the scripture all the way into scientific wisdom and how the world works. It's all one body of content. It's all sort of one operating system by which life either goes well or it doesn't. If you break the laws of wisdom, then your life won't go as well as it could have. And uh, so, when we open up Proverbs and we learn about wisdom, we're sort of zeroing in on the moral side of wisdom, but there are hints of the science side of wisdom as well throughout. So, we'll see that as we get into things today. But Proverbs, of course, walks through for us uh, a body of knowledge that was accumulated over many years and then codified for us so that we could sort of shortcut instead of having to learn all these things by experience. In the school of hard knocks, we can learn from previous generations and say, oh, if that's the path of wisdom, I'll go ahead and climb on board with that now rather than have to fail a bunch and then figure out what to do. So in Proverbs 1, we looked at verse 5, which talks about listening to wisdom to become even wiser. And we pull out three keywords that kind of define how we're approaching all this this summer. Listening, which is the first characteristic of any wise person, even if you don't know very much if you listen, you eventually will know a lot more. Uh, Wisdom is always tied to listening. So being smart, being quick-witted does not necessarily mean you're wise. In fact, that might even put you in danger of becoming a fool because you would start to trust your own understanding rather than thinking about the bigger picture, rather than thinking about God. Uh, The word receive is important as well because you're not just hearing kind of external information coming at you, but you're receiving it into your life. You're saying, "I, I want to actually learn and grow as a person based on the wisdom that I hear, and then exploring. We just get to have fun doing that, recognizing that wisdom itself, and as it's expressed in the book of Proverbs and really throughout the whole of Scripture, is like a gold mine. And the more you explore, the more you dig, the more you shine light in little extra places, you find more and more value uh, doing that. So the way that you can engage with the series this summer, pretty simple. We will send you a daily text if you want to. There's quite a few people already getting those. And that's just to keep wisdom, kind of keep it on the table in front of you every day. So around 1230 every day, a text goes out that has a a, a proverb and then a few thoughts from someone in our church, and those are really interesting to read and um, kind of fun, and they come at a great time to contemplate. You can read the daily Proverbs. So today is the 19th of June, so you would, read, you would read Proverbs 19 if you want to follow that plan, and you can read through it that way. And just, again, the goal is not necessarily any specific, you know, you've got to read so many verses every day or something. Really, the goal is to have the book of Proverbs open in front of us this summer, Uh, So however you can do that, however that would work for you, we would encourage you to do it. And then finally, uh, discussing with God and others, that's the most important piece of this whole story. Um, As you interface with the scripture, we want you to pray and say, Lord, would you give me your wisdom? So we'll have a chance to do that a little bit later in the service today. Yesterday, Yesterday, last week, We looked at four characters that emerge in Proverbs 1 that sort of help us understand who the book is targeting, who it's written to. Uh, The simple are the people who are kind of floating, the people who would just go with whatever the crowd wants, the people that are fairly easy to sway, they can kind of blend in wherever they are. Uh, The mockers receive the truth like they hear it, but they push back, they might even laugh it off a little bit. The fools are the people who close their ears, they end up being ignorant because they just won't listen. Um, And then the wise are the people who listen. Of course, that's who we want to become. So the search is on, and then when we start in chapter 2, we we immediately are encouraged to search for wisdom, to actually look for it, pursue it with intensity, tune into it. This isn't going to happen for you or happen to you, you have to go after it. So let's start reading in Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1, and consider the pursuit of wisdom. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair and you will go, or you, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart. Knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. These men who turn from the right way to walk down dark paths, they take pleasure in doing wrong. They enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. So, follow the steps of the good. Stay on the paths of the righteous. For only the godly will live in the land. Those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted. Now jump over to chapter 3, and let me show you one other dynamic here of why wisdom is worth our search, and then we're going to talk about how we search for it, where we can find it. We're skipping a section we'll come back to and look at more in depth next week. Proverbs 3, go to verse 13. It says, joyful is the person who finds wisdom. The one who gains understanding, for wisdom is more profitable than silver. Her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand, riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. So what we find is that wisdom is actually more valuable than any kind of earthly pursuit, earthly riches that you could attain. How you pursue it is going to determine the level to which you receive it. If, if you search for it, like it as if it's silver, I mean, you think about if you lost some silver in your house, and maybe it's, you know, whatever, a few ounces, and you realize, okay, that's got some real value. How would you look for that silver? You wouldn't just say, well, I know it's out there somewhere, so like maybe someday I'll stumble into it. If you, if you think of the value of that, you'd probably be thinking, all right, how can I, like I've got to leave no stone unturned here. I have to find that wealth. I have to look for it. I have to dig for it. I have to clean up everything to get to it. We're supposed to seek wisdom that way. So, Search for the wisdom and the understanding, Search that's insight, that's the way of life that's right. Search for it as you would for silver. Seek it like a hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain a knowledge of God. Now here's the key, I think, to understanding what, what Solomon is teaching us about wisdom. The knowledge of God is tied to the wisdom that's going to help your life go the right direction earthly success and eternal success are connected to how you understand God and his place related to you and related to the rest of the universe. If you miss that, you'll miss essentially everything there is to really understand life. Now back in the old days, like the really old days, the middle ages, they would, they would talk about theology, which is the study of God, as the queen of the sciences, because they would look at understanding god as something that would sit up on top of all other scientific pursuits so anything you learn you're going to learn that you're going to learn that in context if you're referencing god do you think if you want to be a great astronomer well you start with understanding the god who created the heavens and then on that basis you pursue astronomy if you want to be a great doctor you you start with the person who invented the human body who gives life its purpose and then you learn how to heal on that basis The theology was the queen of the sciences. It was kind of the first pursuit. Obviously, sadly, today we've kind of lost some of that dynamic, but it's still still true. If you want to know life, if you want to understand life, you start with the knowledge of God. That's why Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. If you want wisdom that's going to make your life work, you have to start with God who invented your life. So this, this, that's why I say there's a spectrum of, of wisdom that actually is, it's not just about kind of like moral principles you would live by, it's actually everything about how knowledge comes together and how you understand how life works. It all is tied to God's wisdom. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit. The scripture says, wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. So, the first warning we get here is that if we miss God's wisdom, if we neglect the knowledge of God, so maybe we think we're going to go out there and you know, pursue all sorts of other knowledge, but we just kind of leave theology on the table. We say, I'll learn about God later, or I'm not even sure how that's relevant, so I'll just set that aside. We actually miss the opportunity for God's wisdom to change our lives, direct our lives. We also expose ourselves to the greatest danger we face the greatest danger. You face are temptations, not trials. In my life, the way I think, I tend to want to be ready for trials. By that, I would mean you know the the hard things that come at you. So, and if there's a tornado, like I want to be ready for that. If there's a sickness or something, I want to be ready for that. But there's a whole different that 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 those things can harm you kind of from the outside. Temptation actually can ruin your soul. And so, the wisdom that we seek first is the kind of wisdom that's going to protect us from the ruination of us, from our own, like from like us hurting ourselves. Wise choices are what will give you that protection, um, rather than rather than just kind of thinking, "I want to be prepared for anything that happened externally." But ah, temptation, take it or leave it, doesn't really matter. Nobody else knows, and temptation is the greatest danger you face. So you you look at that and you go, "Okay, Lord." I need your wisdom to operate my life not just in the physical realm but in the spiritual realm as well. Wise choices are the, that's what's going to watch over me and help me walk the right direction. Now, something I think is interesting about temptation is that temptation always comes with an offer. That's why it's a temptation, right? Temptation's promising you something, but when you read what wisdom actually gives you, you start realizing that the things that temptation falsely promises are actually the things wisdom will really deliver in your life so what does temptation promise you you think lust pride greed selfishness like what would be the enticement to go that direction well usually happiness or satisfaction or get somehow getting more of what you want and yet wisdom is actually the thing that would lead you toward happiness and joy and satisfaction Uh, the, The pride, lust, and greed actively walk you away from what you really want in your life. So, so when you understand how life works from God's perspective, you start seeing things in a different light. You'd say, "Man, I don't want to walk the way of temptation." And you know, there's these two examples in the end of chapter two where it is saying, "You know, hey, cling to wisdom, hold on to wisdom. It will keep you away from." That group of guys that's out there tempting you or that immoral woman that's pulling you in. There's all sorts of temptations in the world. Wisdom is the thing that will help you see life from God's perspective, avoid the dangers so that you can embrace all these true things that are joyful and real and wonderful. Um, so I think over the last few weeks, we've all established we would like to have wisdom. Really, when you read Proverbs 1 all the way through chapter 9, it's essentially making the case that like we should go after it. Uh, we, can't, we can't leave this just for the experts. This is something every one of us, if we want our lives to work and we want our spiritual life to add up to something, we pursue wisdom with all our heart. How, how do I do it? Like, where do I do it? Where, where, what's the beginning point of my search? And for that, we go back to chapter 2, verse 6. The Lord grants wisdom. Remember, that did happen for Solomon, right? How did he get all this wisdom to write to us about it? He, he asked God for it, and God granted him supernatural understanding about the world. From his mouth, from God's mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. So where does all this begin? It begins with God. The queen of the sciences is theology, right? If you want to learn about anything, the place to begin that learning is understand God's place and your place, understand God's purpose, and then everything else starts to fit in, starts to, starts to have a, a purpose and a direction to it. Without understanding that, you miss the rest of reality, and you leave most of future discovery and opportunity on the table. Because at that point, if you leave that reference point, now all you've got is what your own five senses will tell you and what your own experience is, and that's super limiting If you think about it from a scientific perspective or a spiritual perspective, you're locking yourself in to only ever understanding just a tiny, tiny sliver of a percentage point of what's out there. Uh, But when you open your heart to faith in God and you start there, you realize, okay, I won't know everything, but I can base my life on the wisdom that God actually founded the universe with. And that's what we see a little bit later in the text in chapter 3, verse 19, by wisdom the Lord founded the earth by understanding he created the heavens by his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night sky so that that's where you can get this spectrum you start realizing wow the the physical sciences and the spiritual truths like this is all part of one big body of wisdom that God invites us to understand I think that's striking, right? Because I think typically we separate all this out and we think, oh yeah, you know, there's like physical things, natural science or whatever, and then there's spiritual learning. Uh, But the more that you're willing to under, the more you're willing to seek God, the more all of life starts to fit uh, together, the more all things start to come together. You could almost say wisdom is earth's operating system and it's yours too everything about life. So whether we're talking about your finances or your parenting or your, your heart, you know, your character, or we're talking about how to get a spaceship to Mars and back or any, any dynamic of how knowledge and wisdom come together, all of that um, is unlocked when we seek God. All of that is enhanced when we seek God. It's how things work. And the more we seek God, the more we understand the operating system upon which our lives are based. So Think of it this way: the wisdom, uh, if wisdom is the operating system, then Jesus is the programmer. And we see that, actually, it very specifically says that in Colossians chapter 1, where Paul is kind of celebrating who Jesus is and highlighting to the Colossians, hey, that Jesus is supreme over everything else in life. And here's what that text says: Colossians 1:15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God, He existed before anything and was. before anything was created, and is supreme over all creation. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth, and he made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. So, So here's Jesus, the center of creation, the purpose of creation, all of our understanding and everything about life connects right there at that point. And if we, if we miss Jesus, we miss what ultimately makes life work. There's a little nugget at the very uh, beginning of chapter 2 that I think is neat. Paul's talking about the mysterious plan of God, which is in Christ. And it says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So if you want to begin your search, you go, okay, I want wisdom, I want my earthly life to succeed, my eternal life to succeed, where do I begin? The answer is to begin with a relationship with Jesus. Begin by searching for him. When you find him, the rest of life and the rest of your existence will start to make more sense. So here's a question, kind of just to challenge our thinking on that. What if the key to understanding everything, from Earth's place in the universe to the right way to conduct your personal life, from how to pursue hard sciences to how to fully appreciate a sunset, what if all of that is linked to your relationship with God? That means that if for you, your relationship with God pretty much only lives here on Sunday morning and it doesn't actually define your life, it means you're missing what life actually is about you're missing more than you realize. Not only are you exposing yourselves to the dangers of a life lived apart from God's wisdom, but you're also missing all the discovery, innovation, and purpose that's possible when you do step into life with Jesus. So I believe this, and I want to encourage you to think this way with me. The more you discover God, the more you discover more you discover God, the more you discover about everything. So we come to God and we say, Lord, I I want you in my heart, in my life. Your wisdom, the same wisdom that created the world, the same wisdom that booted up your life, um, is the wisdom I need to understand in order to operate my life well. Uh, It's the same wisdom that countries need and churches need and families need at every level um, when we ask God for wisdom when he gives us a taste of his perspective it opens up a door um, through which we can walk and see everything in a new light so why don't we pray and ask God for that perspective now Uh, it just begins really simply with that kind of a prayer of faith saying Lord I realize there are books I could study even even the Bible I can, I can open that up and learn all that's here, but Lord, you have so much you want to teach me begins with my search for you. So as we're in a moment of prayer here, I, I want to first invite you to pray uh, in the quietness of your own heart to just reach out and seek God. If you haven't been attending to him, if you haven't been thinking about him, if you've been ignoring him even, um, begin with just a prayer of confession to God about that. Say, Lord, I want to seek you. I want to search for you. I want to take you and your wisdom seriously. Lord, all of us will face complicated situations in our lives. I know I do. I have questions about my life and decisions I need to make that don't have easy answers and I don't always know what I'm doing in every situation I find myself in. Um, Lord, that's why I rely on you for wisdom. That's why I want to seek after wisdom the way I would seek after treasure, I pray that you would grant me that wisdom, and all of my friends here, grant us your wisdom, so that we can walk forward in life on purpose, with your vision in our hearts. And Lord, as we then interpret the world around us based on that reference point, we we see purpose everywhere. We see your plan everywhere, in the things that we do in our careers, in the the books that we open up and study, and the 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 things we learn at school, just every aspect of life takes on a new light and a new meaning when we see you as the originator uh, and purpose of life. So, Lord, on that foundation, we want to move forward into the book of Proverbs to learn lifestyle wisdom, decision-making wisdom. We want to see the world as you see it so that we can act um, in accordance with your purpose and truth not just based on our own viewpoint, our own understanding, what our own senses can reveal to us. Lord, there's so much more for us to see and experience by faith in you. So I pray that you would help us with that faith today. Lord, I know that, I'm, and I'm sure many of my brothers and sisters here in the room have decisions to make or struggles in their lives, even right now, where they would be reaching up to you and saying, Lord, please help me. Please give me wisdom Help me know the right answer, the right step to take. I pray that you would reward their faith and that you would grant those requests. Uh, Lord, as we open up your word this summer, as we think every day about the wisdom that you've laid in front of us in the book of Proverbs, uh, help us to put that together, Lord, as a part of what, how you want us to operate our lives. We, we know that every nugget in Proverbs is worth something just on its own, but collectively, Lord, you're giving us a pathway for life. And that's what we want to walk uh, as people today. So I pray that you'd help us with that. Thank you for the opportunity we have to open up, um, I suppose, some release notes here on the operating system of life and understand a little of what you want us to do as we read the Bible. So together we do that in faith that you'll reveal what we need to know and we thank you, Lord, for giving us such, a, um, such an interesting and diverse and exciting world to be a part of. We don't want to miss any of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.